episode 47, catching a buzz. No beer crack, no no can crack, because we got twist tops right now and some some bottle opener bottles, so we don't got no can crack, just like the last 18 fun. episodes. <laughs> so many episodes. Um, also, no intro. We were talking about this like two seconds ago. Uh, we just skipped the intros. Fuck them. You, you guys are here. Just listen to the damn fucking thing. So, read the description. Yeah, read the fucking description. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start out with MLB first. It's going to be a doozy because the Brewers fucking suck. We talked about it last week. We're talking about it this week. They stink. And guess what? We just traded our third best relief pitcher, which, okay, it sounds not like, oh, you traded your third best relief pitcher. Who gives a shit? On the Brewers, being the third best is, you're, you're, you're an all-star pitcher pretty Very much. Very good. J.P. Fireisen is now gone from the Brewers. Hometown kid. I don't know where he went to college. I, I think he went to some small school. Like, I didn't know he was a hometown kid. Oh, you didn't know he was a no. Oh, he he was the first hometown kid to make a fucking Brewers appearance in like 20 years or something. No, Craig Council's from Wisconsin, is he not? Well, yeah, when you think Craig Council, I guess Craig Council played in the 2010s. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. But, yep. No, but there, there, were, there was a, there was like a, I remember seeing. A significant gap. Yeah, I remember seeing the graphic multiple times when he first got called up last year to the team. <clears throat> first one since Craig. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, oh, technically, Jordan Zimmerman was a hometown kid, and he signed, and he just retired. Do you remember, do you yeah. even know, yeah, he, he was on the AAA team, he yeah. decided, hey, I'm gonna retire, and then the next day, the Brewers called him up, so he said, okay, I'll play one more game, then he retired, because that dude's old as shit, he used to play then for the Nationals, yeah, it's, it was time for him to, him to hang it up, not time for J.P. Fireisen. He's going down to Tampa along with Drew Rasmussen for a shortstop named something with an A. I guess he's going to be the everyday shortstop. He's a good kid. Uh, plays well. He's only 22 years old. We have him under contract for the next like three to four years. Um, I'm just blanking on his name right now. But we get him and then we get the former number one prospect for the Rays, a pitcher, relief pitcher, um, starter turned relief pitcher. I hate it just because I love J.P. Fireisen. Yeah, definitely lost out on that aspect. But, like, obviously, unless you just flee somebody, you're going to have to give up something to get what you want. Yeah. So, obviously, like, yeah, we lose the, I guess, trade-off of relievers. Who else do we give up besides J.P.? Rasmussen. Rasmussen. I hate Rasmussen. Sorry, Rasmussen, if you're out there listening to this shit for some reason, I never like to see you pitch. You were good. You were, like, you weren't bad, but I didn't like you. And that's fair. Hey, it's an opinionated podcast. Mm-hmm. Look at the facts as we interpret them. Yes. Uh, but yeah, good to see that we get some help at shortstop defensively. Uh, obviously, Riaz has been struggling. Yeah. Struggling defensively. It's... And the bat hasn't been like saving. It was always kind of like kind of like a hero where you're like, oh, okay, like he's not the best in the field, but he's going to get hits for you. And same with Hero. Yeah. That's just not happening. Yeah. Um, one one little note. Fire Eisen's from River Falls. Ooh. A place you won't know all too well. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Got um, some fond memories of the old Riv. God, I'm, I'm still trying to find the fucking name of the shortstop, but he is going to be the everyday shortstop, the kid from the Rays. A last name. We're going to call him A for now. Um, he's going to be the everyday shortstop. Craig Council and uh, upper management want... Urias to be a utility player now, which is really interesting considering the fact that they 
100% committed when they sent Uri- or Arcia off. Yeah. In, in a heartbreaking move for every Brewers fan across the world, no matter how much you wanted to say you didn't like Arcia, you loved him. You loved him, and now you hate that he's gone because we don't have a fucking shortstop. Well, we do now, but you miss Ari- you- Arcia. I'm fucking intermingling them names. You miss Arcia. You know, I, I think it takes a... Uh... Not gonna say a, a man. It takes a good person. Yep. To admit when they are wrong or when they've been called out. Okay. And I can say with confidence that, yeah, yeah, I miss RC a little bit. All right. Remember when RC had never had any errors ever? Yeah. That was super awesome. And he would get wouldn't wouldn't hit ever unless it was a clutch moment. Yeah. And then he would clutch RC. He would win games. Remember he would that? Remember just that? Not commit errors. Remember that time RC had two home runs in the NLDS against the Rockies in a three game series? <clears throat> two home runs in a three game series. He had three home runs the whole season, and he hits two in the series. I, I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like SpongeBob when Gary runs away. And he just starts when they singing, made the movie about it. And he just starts singing Gary Come Home. Yeah. No, they didn't make a movie. Oh yeah, they did. A whole movie? It was like an it was like a one hour movie. No, it was just a half hour episode, nope. I think. No, nope. one hour movie I guess. Was it a whole I rem- hour? I remember seeing all the like the aver- uh, commercials for it and stuff. Special or er, special one hour okay. episode of Spongebob. Spo- technically not a movie, but it was a one yeah, hour yeah, episode yeah. about no, that's Gary fair. Come Home. He he ended up living on the streets or some shit or yeah, something. Yeah, then like some that. old lady took him in and Yeah. yeah fuck no. that old lady. That's how I feel with Arcia. Like yep. I yeah, I, I know I didn't drive him away. Yeah. But I wasn't there to support him and yeah. now I just want him back. We need to figure out what old lady took Arcia. Yeah. We need it. Uh, because, so the, I, I looked up on the stats on this kid. Um, hits 250. A hey, race stop, we'll call him. Ray, race stop. Race stop. Played for the Rays, and he's a shortstop. Damn right. Um, hit 250. Hits about probably, he'll, he'll average around 15 to 18 homers a year. I mean, it's pretty much what. What we wanted out of Urias, he just hasn't produced. And, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. I mean, like, and and David Stearns and company, I know David Stearns isn't the GM anymore, but he said that they've been in the talks in talks with the Rays for a month now. So it wasn't like, hey, Urias just committed eight errors in the last six games. We got to find somebody else. Supposedly, this has been in talks for a while. I don't know how much I believe that because... I mean, well, it goes back to that whole thing. Like they they said they're committed to uh, Rias yeah. because that's why they got rid of Arcia. How are you committed if you're talking for a month with the Rays about getting their fucking shortstop? It makes yeah. no sense to me. Um, other than that, Brewers, uh, really, we said it the past three weeks. We've had a podcast episode coming out every single time we talk about the Brewers. It's pitching's great, hitting sucks. We won a game today, which was awesome. We beat the Reds. Four to three. Yeah. Wow. We, we lost to them Devin last Williams night. Devin Williams pitched well. Hater, Hater saved the game. Um, saved the game. You know what I'm saying. Got the he save. Got the save, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just been it's been a struggle. We haven't watched much of them because, uh, as we'll talk about later, we've been watching some playoff games as far as the, the ice hockey goes. But, yeah, um, one more note. A lot of no-hitters. We had back-to-back no-hitters for the first time in, like, 20 years or something um, on consecutive days. No-hitters are boring. They suck. I, I, <clears throat> up for a debate, they suck now. I hate them. 
Yeah, and one well, having six of them like a month into the season really takes away. I've always kind of hated no hitters just because I'm like, damn, like I I hated it from the standpoint of like as a pitcher you're jacked about that. Yeah. But, like, you're also going to think forever about the what-ifs, like, because you didn't get the perfect game. Yeah, no. No-hitters have turned into commonplace in the MLB. It's now perfect game or bust. Yeah, and, like like you said, it's just not fun to watch. So, like, it's kind of a shitty spot the MLB is in because, like, what do you... Like, okay, so I saw, I saw one thing um, that... I want to say it was maybe Kershaw or somebody, one of the pitchers from a big league, uh, a, a big time team commented and said, hey, we know you guys deadened the balls. Like, you, I, we know you wanted to cut down on home runs because there was too many and, and, and that's what was, the, the league was trending towards more home runs, more home runs. They tried to reduce the home runs, keep it fair and like what it used to be. And now they deadened the balls so much that nobody can fucking hit. And, and batting averages are at an all-time low. Nobody's getting on base. Nobody's taking walks. It's all strikeouts or fucking home runs. I I like baseball when they have a lot of home runs. Everybody does because they're more exciting than anything else you can see besides maybe a triple. I love triples. I think triples are underrated. But triples it, are better than a home run, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah. I would like. Obviously, you'd rather get the secure run from a home run. But if you could ask me what I would rather watch for a game, I have no stake in. Yeah. Give me all the triples. Oh yeah, for sure. And triples are so rare. That's yeah. the best part about them. Like if if you got bases loaded, your your tie ball game, I I honestly might rather see a triple than a grand slam. Yeah, they're 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 so exciting. You got to actually fucking run for some shit. Um, but yeah, batting averages are down. Everything's down as far as as far as quality of at bats goes. And if if what Clayton Kershaw or whoever it is, I'm I'm probably misquoting because I don't know who exactly said it. It's true. That's just bullshit. You know what I else like I read it. that I'm pretty interested to see how that turns up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, f- I found out the Brewers shortstop name. What is it? Uh, Willie Adamas. Oh, yeah. I like Ray Stop better. Ray Stop's good. Ray Stop's kind of got a little zing to it. I like that. Ray yeah, Stop, like, yeah. Ray like, Stop's his name from now on. Yeah, I'm calling him Ray yeah. Stop. I don't care if he plays in five games for the Brewers. I don't care. If I he, will always have a place in my heart for Ray. Stop. I don't care if that dude becomes the greatest Brewer shortstop of all time. He's still Ray Stop. I've already forgot what his actual name Me is. Too. It's like Adamus, something yeah. like that. No, it's Ray Stop. If he if he plays bad, we're gonna call him Adams. Yep. Yep. Adams and Ray Stop. Yep. It's like uh, Niger Morgan and uh, Tony Plush. T Plush. Yep. Ray that's Stop it. is like is that's <laughs> when he's balling. That's when he's hot yep. is when we're calling him race stop. Yep. But uh, <clears throat> I was reading something on ESPN the other day that there's like rumors that there's going to be a crackdown on foreign substances in pitching because well, apparently, and like maybe it was just me not paying attention to baseball, mm-hmm. but like apparently literally every pitcher is using it. Oh, I, I've watched I've watched a decent amount of Brewer games and I've watched maybe four games on like primetime Sunday night games, every single pitcher I've ever seen come out of the bullpen, or for that matter, half the starters I see have some shit on their hat, have some shit on their collar, and they're always grabbing at it. And it's so fucking obvious. I see it every time. And then I go on Twitter during the game and they're like, hey, MLB, like, what are you doing? They're they're just letting people do it now. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah, when that's another way to fix all the problems why the pitchers are dominating. 
Yeah. Don't let them throw a dirty ball. Two things. Um, one, the last time I think anybody's gotten like kicked out of a game because of a substance was Pineda. Do you remember yep. the Pineda game? And that one was that obvious. That was primetime Sunday night his, game. What was the it, Yankees his neck? versus his neck? Yeah, Yankees versus the fucking I think it was the Red Sox. It was Yankees Red Sox and he's fucking grabbing at his neck and it's oily as shit and I'm like everybody saw it. Yeah. Every everybody saw it. Um second thing was uh a couple years ago they actually increased the size of the laces in the baseball so you could spin it more. And I think that was yeah. because they wanted to do that fucking they they started like showing pitch sequences like what you could do for different pitches and I think they wanted to get some more hype on the pitches. Also, they were hitting way too many home runs. But yeah, MLB, keep the fucking baseballs the same. How fucking hard is that? How hard is well, it to keep the baseballs the same? What was it last year, two years ago, the batters, were, the hitters were like, yeah. Like when they were hitting all those home runs, they were like, yeah, there's something off with yeah. these baseballs. No, like, they, they keep changing. I don't fucking, keep the baseballs the same. It makes no fucking but sense But at this point, you got to think they're honing in on it and they're going to fine tune it. They made they them way too them. easy to hit out. Now nobody's hitting them out. They're, now they can back them in they, a little bit. They, they, yeah, they got to corner everything into the right fucking ball. Um, anything else? I mean, like, we could talk about this for fucking an hour, but uh, you got anything else for baseball besides that? Just how the Angels are a disgrace. Yeah, um, if you've been on Twitter or TikTok recently, you probably saw a um, funny tweet from a dude talking about how good the A's are with Shohei and Mike Trout, but they still lose every single game to every shitty team they ever play. Um, shout out to Shohei. He's st- I think he's, yeah, he, he extended the lead in league home runs to like three above anybody else, and he's pitching every five days. Shohei doesn't get talked about enough. J.J. Watt's been tweeting about it. Um, Shohei is is the talk of the town. We talked about it last week. He should be getting more press, but he's not because he's in L.A., the worst L.A. team. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, did you mention his ERA? No, I didn't. It's sitting at 2-3-9, which... Just about as good as any aces on any staff. Like, you, ha- you, have, you have every now and then you get a staff that has a 1-5 ERA. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like he's he's a top ten pitcher in the league. Shohei for what he's doing ERA wise and batting wise, feeling wise, anything, it's ridiculous. Shout out to Shohei. I th- I think I'm gonna shout him out every single episode because he doesn't get enough fucking credit. Yep. Shohei, Trout, good on ya. Yep. I wonder what what Rendon is doing. You wanna look up his stats real quick? I'll, I'll move on, but you wanna look up his yeah. stats? Uh Next up, we got NBA. The playoffs started today. Yes. Well, the real playoffs started today, right? Yeah. Yeah, today was the official. No so they had those stupid playing games. Oh, Bob no. Saget. There goes the fucking beer right on the computer. You're listening to it live. Uh, I'm going to wipe it off while Whitey talks because I don't want to break my computer. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, my sincerest apologies right, right. go out. Um we were talking about. We were talking about uh, how bad the fucking playing games were. Oh yeah, the play. Well, well, they, they weren't bad games, but they, they like that shouldn't be a rule. They shouldn't have playing games. If you're the eight seed, you're the eight seed. Yeah, well, see, my thing about it, my like issue with the playing games, is not having them. It's uh, more or less that you know, bring some paper towel for the uh, old, yeah, old table, yeah, yeah. old table. Uh, my contention with it is more or less that, like, I think it should just be classic bracket rules 
the seven ten or the seven seed plays the ten seed. And if you like do it where the ten seed has to win two and the seven has to win one, that's fine. And have the eight play the nine. I don't like the whole seven and eight seven play and eight each other, nine and ten play each other as like an automatic losers bracket. I just like it better as like a normal, normal bracket turn. style. The, my biggest problem with the play-in games is that LeBron James, greatest basketball player in the world, without a doubt, top two basketball player of all time, <laughs> and obviously, uh, or not obviously, arguably the greatest of all time. A lot would argue that. Yeah. Some some fellas, Und- maybe, maybe, maybe who hosts a podcast, maybe... A fellow who hosts a podcast might argue that as well, yeah. Undisputed top two player yep. of all time. Oh, yeah. Easy. Uh, acted like he got his eye poked out. I didn't see it. I wasn't watching the game, but I saw everything, the aftermath on Twitter and everything. That dude, you I, it, it was you like, could have sworn if you didn't see the play and didn't hear anything about it, besides what LeBron said, you would think that somebody took a spoon to his eye and tried to scoop it out. It, like and what actually happened is if I put my hand on your face with like my palm over your eye and just like brushed my yeah. hand down. Yep. And like, would that hurt? Yeah, it would suck. You yeah, would you, yeah, you wouldn't be like, let's do that again. You're yeah. on my water. You might like shut it, rub it, whatever. The guy laid on the ground for like three minutes. Let it be known. Rolling. I have never been a fan of LeBron's act. Uh, what do they call them? Antics. Antics. Ne- never been a fan of his antics. He's a damn good basketball player. He just whines too much. And then I was like, see, I was seeing three hoops out yeah, there. Shot the, I shot for the middle one. Shut up, LeBron. Shot you, the clutch you three. One hoop. You saw one hoop. Shot the clutch three in like in front of Steph Curry, and then like pointed at his eye and is like pretty much said like eat shit. I can't even see it. I hit that first. Like yeah, good chirp. I that guy appreciate. Oh yeah, it's yeah, a good chirp. Yeah. But you could see. Yeah. And then in the interview says uh, yeah couldn't I was seeing three hoops. Like, maybe if they didn't pour eight ounces of eye drops in, you would have had a better time. Did you see that? No. That's my biggest thing. What happened? Is they poured, like, a whole bottle of eye drops. Oh, no. Did they really? Yeah. They were just pouring it to him. Jesus fucking Christ. That was was a bit ridiculous. Um, Let it be known. Not a fan of the antics. But, clutch shot by LeBron. I... The one thing that pisses me off more than anything, and I, I realize this is what has to be done, is ESPN and all the outlets, all the media outlets, just covering Twitter, Instagram, Facebook for like the next eight hours with LeBron shot. Like, and it's not not just the shot. Like, they don't just show the clip. They show replay. They show fucking interviews. They show, oh, King James does this and this and this. And then... Uh, talking about his pregame warm-up, like this is the shots he was taking. Fuck, I, I saw the shot. Everybody saw the shot. We don't have to sit there and spend six hours on social media talking about it. Let, let, it Especially was, for it's a play-in play-in game. game. It's a fucking play-in game. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it, they weren't facing elimination. No, it wasn't like, oh, winner, you're, winner, you're out. You, you weren't getting kicked out of no playoffs. You still had another game if you lost. They should to beat the Grizzlies, which the Warriors couldn't do, but I'm fine with that. Um, you want to hear about Anthony Rendon's stats? Yeah, I do. That's what I was pulling to pull uh, up when the oh. infamous Miller Light incident the, yeah, on the laptop yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, 88 at bats, 22 hits. What's he batting? Quick math. Wait, 88, 88 at bats, 22 hits, 250. Yep. Three home runs, uh, 12 ribbies, 
and then career lows in on-base percentage, slugging, and OPS. So not great because he got like a top 10 richest contract in the MLB about two seasons ago, but he's got time to turn around. Anyway, NBA. Playoffs started today. Fuck the playing games. We already talked about that. Uh, we're going to go uh, straight to – well, we should we should recap. Uh, Celtics and Wizards got in. Uh, Wizards lost their game, game against one the Celtics. against the Celtics. And then they beat the Pacers. Um, Pacers are bad. They don't have a little depot anymore. Sabonis is their biggest threat. Um, that's not great. So, uh, Wizards with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, shout out to him because, like, even when this, uh, the Wizards had Bradley Beal and John Wall, it wasn't like they were doing anything special. But then again... They're not really doing anything special now. But uh, shout out to Russell Westbrook, getting them back in the playoffs. Shout out to John Wall. You're always hurt. You're, do you ever play a basketball game? I think he's on, what, the Rockets now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Um, on the other side of the fucking bracket, Lakers and the Grizzlies get in. Like we talked about, Lakers beat the Warriors. And then the Warriors lose to the Grizzlies. Um, it's just going to be a real kick in the balls when... Golden State comes back with a healthy clay and they just torch everybody. Because we've gotten two and a half good years of not having to deal with the Warriors. Not even two and a half. We got two, like, seasons and uh, the finals series. Yeah, that's true. I wish you would have played the finals. Yeah, like, no, yeah, if the Warriors are going to lose, I want it to be without an excuse. Yeah, no. And obviously, like, it sucks that clay, what, uh, went ACL and then Achilles? Uh, yeah, AC. Oh, yeah, it. I know it's those two because he went ACL when Durant went Achilles. Yep, and then, and then went Achilles. like a week before yeah. he was cleared, blew his Achilles out. Yeah, that's tough. Um, but the the uh, Warriors are out. Grizzlies are in. Ja Morant making his playoff. Were they the eight seed last year? Mm, no, they didn't get in so. the bubble. They didn't yeah. get in the bubble. Playoff debut for Ja Morant. Um. Dropped, what, like 37 last night in the play-in? Unreal. Out of these four teams who has the best chance to win their opening series, I think it's going to be an agreement between us two. But give it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the Wizards aren't beating the Sixers. No. We still agree. Yeah. The Grizzlies ain't beating the Jazz. No chance. We still agree. I think the Celtics could take it to seven. What they got again? Nets. Oh yeah, but they ain't beating the Nets. No, Lakers yeah. got the best shot. They got they're playing a young team. The, the thing the about the Suns haven't been there before. Like you got Le- and you have LeBron James. Yeah, hundred um, <clears> percent. <throat> but let it be known, uh, Monty Williams won Coach of the Year for the Suns. Um, I think that for the last, I don't know how old Chris Paul is. He's probably like thirty four. Um, since he turned 30, he should be he should have been eligible for coach of the year. Because every team he plays on is a top contender in their fucking division and in their conference. He is the coach of the year. He is. I'm telling you this right now. Chris Paul deserves coach of the year. No offense, Monty Williams. He deserves it more than you. Every single team. He turned... Okay. Also a stat that pissed me off the other day. I saw a thing that said Chris Paul turns teams around. This is winning percentage from the year before he was there to the after he was there. Um, They had the OKC year that he was there. But 
they were like 500 the year he was there or the the year before he was there but that was with PG and Russell Westbrook so they like discredited him even though he improved them even more than Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook but that dude all he does is win it's ridiculous that he doesn't have an NBA championship because he doesn't lose he d- he doesn't lose well and the thing is too about like how he elevates the team it's not like he does it by just going off every game. No. Because, like, he's had some really good stretches since he's been in Phoenix. But he hasn't been, like, prime L.A. Chris Paul and, and like, pretty much the entire time late, he's late been New gone. Late New Orleans Chris Paul. Like, yeah, yeah, like, pretty much the entire time he's been gone, like, out of L.A. Hasn't really been, like, the guy. Yeah. And he's still just making every team he goes to better. Yeah. Even without doing it from, you know, putting up 30. Two things. One, Chris Paul, great bowler. I've seen him bowl multiple times. Yeah, I he feel bowls, like I did know that. He, he bowls every time. <clears throat> they have like a bowling special, uh, celebrity bowling tournament uh, before the Super Bowl every year on ESPN. That's what they do. Um, second thing, um, you remember, I don't, I don't know if you know about this because like I didn't remember it in real time like when it was actually happening, but do you remember the Chris Paul failed trade to the Lakers? Yeah. I wasn't into the NBA at that point. Yeah. But like we, we were I, pretty young, but Yeah, well that and like I just didn't care yeah. about the NBA. That's unreal though to me that he could have been on the Lakers with Paul Gasol, Kobe, and fucking Lamar Odom. Yeah. And they just said, No, can't do it. It's I, not gonna... I definitely remember like And now hearing... we're in the fucking super league super Yeah, where that's shit. like that just happens anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Bucks won today. They won in overtime. Chris Money Middleton comes up with a clutch shot. They looked ugly. They shot 19% from three. Uh, they were like 60% from the line. It was terrible, but they still got the win against a team that we struggled against last year. The bubble, fuck it. That shit was trash. We're back in Milwaukee. We got the fans in the stands. I think we're up to like 40%, 50% capacity right now. We're going to win this series, I think, in four, honestly. No, I do not. Really? Bucks would beat the Heat in four? Yeah. No. I think this was the toughest test of the whole series. Was the first game. I think we're gonna win the series because yeah. we win. We we win. We won playing this bad, shooting five for thirty one from three. Yeah, I can say with confidence. Well, no, no, no I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful here. I don't want to be one of those. Watch guys. your step. Don't want to be one of those. Watch guys. your step. But I think I can shoot better from three than five from thirty one. No, granted, we're, mine, we're, would, be, mine giving, would be uncovered. We're giving you no defenders. We're giving, yeah. Uh, no, mine I, would be uncovered. I think you go. But five for 31? I give you, I give you 31 shots uncovered just in the middle of the, the swack. Yeah, uh, I think I'm making six. At least. I, I would give you I would give you seven. I, over under would be six and a half. Yeah. yeah. I th- I'm making at least six. Yeah. And no, nobody <clears throat> would take the under there, by the way. Six and a half. Nobody would take the under. No. No. I, I could rig the whole system. I could be running a corrupt book. I could just tank. You could. But, no. And it's like, it, it gives me confidence that we beat a good team shooting 5 for 31. And it gives me confidence that we beat a good team with Giannis not being able to make a free throw. Not scoring a single point from outside of the paint. Yeah. Actually, I think it was... No points outside of the restricted area. Oh, I'm pretty sure now. Now that I think about it, it wasn't even just the paint; it was the restricted area. But that's tough. Like, 
If we can win that way, no I no exactly help from the bench. Yep. No help from the bench. So I'm confident we can win the series because I'm assuming we'll figure it out. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like everybody's biggest knock on this team is like they don't change. But okay, let it be known. Two things about the Bucks that are different than this year compared to last year and the year before. One, Drew Holiday is so much fucking better than Eric Bledsoe, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know if you guys watched the game. If you did, shout out to you, Bucks fans, shout out. Um, but Eric Bledsoe was so bad in the playoffs that it was such a it was a breath of fresh air watching Drew Holiday work his magic in the fucking paint outside dishing to people shooting it it was awesome to watch he didn't play the best game but it was still miles above whatever eric bledsoe would have done second thing bud coach bud i give him credit let, let it be known if we don't make the fucking finals this year and at least compete for a championship he's out but he's shown a willingness to change at halftime make some changes decide something other than just like Hey, this is our go-to game plan to start the game. We're not changing it from it. He's actually been willing to well, change, and that's the thing that I'm most excited about for the, this playoff. I gave the starters minutes. Like I, we yeah. didn't, have, we didn't have a single. I don't think we had a single guy on the bench get more than twenty minutes. Now, granted, we got fifteen points off the bench. Yeah, which is another point of contention. But, I mean, that's like l- let it be known. I mean, we've always uh, for the past couple playoff runs, we've had depth. That was like our biggest thing. They have depth. They can score off the bench, but. Here's what you got to know, Coach Bud. Play starters, starter minutes. You were holding them to like fucking 32, 34 minutes a game when Giannis is sitting on the bench fucking complaining because Bozo McGee, Ersan Eliasova was playing in the first playoffs, playing 22 minutes a game. What the fuck are you doing? But yeah, I'm glad he's playing in more minutes now. You got anything else? Nope, I think that's I, it for it. I just get that, so yeah, riled yeah, yeah, up, yeah, so up, up on the Bucks. Shout out to us for that lengthy NBA segment. Yeah, good, good call. That was huge for us. We I'm, I'm usually, I'm often. usually not like, a, I'm not usually like a pat yourself on the back kind of guy. Oh, shout never, out, never. Shout out to us on that. Shout out to us. Look at that fucking NBA segment. And you know the MLB too. We we are doing great this episode. Okay, keep M- it rolling. We got MLB. We got NBA. Those are both down. They were solid segments, but we're moving on to the real stuff now. Oh, yeah. The real fucking thing you came what for. Everybody's been he- what everybody's here for. Everybody's here for. It's the NHL playoffs. Stanley <laughs> NHL playoffs. I'm going to start out like I usually do uh, within the past, like, two months. I've Oh, oh not oh. the phone call. But you're getting all types of distractions if you're listening today. Um, NHL playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Preds. Preds get a huge win last night in double overtime. Uh, I think it was the longest game of the playoffs this year so far. Uh, down 2-1 to one still to the Canes, but I expected it. You lose two in Carolina. First, I got the biggest gripe with Carolina right now. They were the only fucking stadium in the whole playoffs that actually held like a like almost max capacity. You can't do that. You can't just do that and say, hey, we're going to have 15,000 of our closest friends come in and root for the Canes when nobody else has it open besides Nashville, but we're not playing at home. It's Canes and Nashville. That's only only two teams that are allowing more than like 10,000 fans in. And it's like, what the fuck? We are the only team that has to play on the road games one and two against 12,000 fans plus the 20 on the bench. That pissed me off. But we played great. Well, we played pretty good both of the games in Carolina. We come back to Nashville, get our crowd on our side. 
and we fucking win a game. It was in double overtime. It wasn't easy, but we won a game. If we can make the series 2-2, two to two, I like our chances. Keep the momentum going. I got to keep the, the glass half full mindset. I have to, or else I'm going to fucking crumble. Because after the first two games, I almost... Um, PC, uh, yeah, PC warning. I almost KMSed after game two. Yeah, well, and the thing about, like, you you said it last night when I saw you. Preds go down 3 0. Oh, zero chance. Zero chance. But, but you went four. further than that. You said they go down 3 0. They're getting swept. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm saying last night was big. Yeah. If they went down 3 0, they have nothing going into game four and they absolutely lose it like 5 to nothing or something. Guaranteed. But they won. I'm happy about it. Kind of segueing into the rest of the NHL playoffs. If you, I know I've always said this about NASCAR. I'm I'm adding something to the repertoire of okay. trying to get people to buy in. If you're not watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, just watch five minutes of a game in the third. Like you are in the third fucked period. if you're not watching. It is the greatest you playoffs will be on hooked. earth. Greatest playoffs on earth. Even if you have no idea what's going on, just the intensity. And, like, just the general, like, buzz that's going around everybody, whether it's fans, commentators, players, coaches, just watching, like, a close game late in the third period is unlike any, like, close game oh, yeah. in sports. It, it gives me, um, it's like... It, it's like beautiful chaos. Yeah. Like, it, it, it seems like that's nobody nice, has... That's a nice quote. Yeah, that was good. That was, a, that was a really good one. It seems like nobody has any clue what's going on, but at the same time, it looks Everybody, so orchestrated. Yeah. Here, here's the, here's that the, was another big That word. was a good one. You're using some big words. You used repertoire, too. Repertoire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, here's the deal. Here's what not, I'm saying. Not shout out me, though. No more credits. No, no. No way. more pats on the back. No. Here's the deal. Nobody in the world gets crazier than British soccer fans when they score their team scores a goal. Fair. But let it be known, they're not all cheery cheery during the like the actual playing of the game because it's so it's a long game. They play 45 minutes at a time. It's a big field. You're getting almost the best goal celebrations with NHL fans, but you're getting excitement the entire game. The entire 60 minutes of the game. And that's what's the best about NHL is not only the crowd, but how special goals are. Like they don't come around very. You you see a five to five game every now and then, five to six, six to five, four to three. Like there's goals to come around, and that's what's exciting. But it's also like, hey, they're hard to fucking come by. When you get them, you gotta fucking celebrate. Well, uh, and uh, I oh, damn it. Oh oh, I wanted to interject here. It wasn't about hockey. Okay. My interjection here is that I want to do this, but because you and I never followed through on anything with this, I'm not going to. Okay. I want to put in a like bit, a sound bite before the episode that if you want, you could play a drinking game with this episode. And every time Phil says, let it be known, you got to take a shot. I like that. People, I, people are they, shined up by now. They would get fucking drunk. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Like you, if you're... <laughs> If you're listening to this, let it be known. If you're listening to this, and you want to play a. You are now game, at seven. So yeah. if you if you want to start now, because we didn't put inevitably didn't put the soundbite in the front of it, take seven shots and then keep listening. Yeah. And we'll see how many more we get to. Yeah, hundred percent. But we got to go on to more NHL. Got to. We got to. 
Uh, we're going to go run down the, the series list, and we're going to give you the updates in case you're living under a rock. Tampa, oh, we'll give some comments here too. Tampa, 3-1 to Florida. The Battle of Florida doesn't look like much of a battle right not now. Close. Tampa took both games in Miami. And they're, not win, looking, they're winning them pretty easy. Yeah, it's not. It's a couple not, close games like today, then they win like. Right. Uh, today was, was ugly. Yeah. It, it's just Tampa coming out as the reigning champs. You thought maybe they have a Stanley Cup. 6-2. Maybe they have a Stanley Cup like uh, hangover. Nope. Tampa's just kicking the shit out of Florida. Um, Alexander Barkov and company can't compete with all the talent they have in Tampa. It was supposed to be. I thought it was going to be the best series in the in the first round. Didn't happen. Eh, shit happens. Anything else with Florida? No, not with that one. All right. Next up. Uh, Oilers. Oilers. <laughs> it's so fun to me. How do the Oilers have so much talent and they're losing? They're down 0-2 in the series to Winnipeg. Winnipeg stinks. If they were in any other division, they wouldn't even come close to the playoffs. And they're beating the Oilers 2-0. I realize it's a 2-3 matchup, but what are you doing, Edmonton? What are you doing? And they haven't scored a fucking goal, I don't think. They got one. I was just they got one goal. I, I just had to look it up because I was going to say, dry side on the McDavid, not a point in the series through two games. Neither of them have a point. The team scored one goal in two games. And this was like, I mean, I guess I can't say they're like a powerhouse because they've had this good deal. They're a regular for, season powerhouse. Yeah. Like very good team. You have two of the most exciting players in the NHL yep. on the same line. And last year, okay, last year was a fluke. They ran Bravo, into eh, yeah. ran, ran into a better team. Shut up. Ran into a better team than the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not going to knock the Oilers for that. But this year, what the shit? What are they doing? I don't I don't understand it. I I do not understand how you get 0 points. It's only been 2 games, but Connor McDavid hasn't gone a game without a point in like fucking years. He scores 100 points a year. And now he's gone two in a row in the playoffs where neither him or his best line mate have recorded one. Here's what I'm going to say. This series might tell you a whole lot about hockey as far as, hey, goaltending's kind of important. And and I don't even know the fucking starting goaltender for Edmonton. He hasn't given up much. I, I think it's three goals in two games or something like that. Yeah, but no, but, I think it was... Actually, you're right, because I think they got two empty two, netters. Two one and then one oh. Because they got two empty netters on uh the other night because they won four to one, but it was Oh, I two thought it was one. two one four oh it was it was two to one. Okay. And then they got two empty okay, nets okay. to win four one. Um but Hellebuck has been unreal. Hellebuck I I've seen highlights all over Twitter about how he's fucking playing against Edmonton. It's unreal. I just wish Winnipeg like if, Win- if Winnipeg still had Patrick Laine, I would be rooting for Winnipeg more than any other team but the Preds. And then they had... Eh, nobody nobody wants to play in Winnipeg, but I wish Laine was still there. Like, it'd yeah. be more exciting. Yeah. But, yeah, shit happens. Um, if, if they go down 0-3, I think it might... Well, right now, it's already the most surprising thing you've seen in the NHL in the playoffs. Easily. Oh, especially, like, it's one thing to win game one as uh-huh. an underdog, but going up 2-0 is always like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, but over to the next North Series, the other North Series, 1v4 <clears throat> matchup, um, Montreal, a team that didn't put Cole Caulfield on their starting 
well, I shouldn't say starting, on their fucking roster for game one, um, ends up winning the first game. They're up 1-0 on Toronto. Yeah, and they deserve to lose it for that reason and that reason alone. Damn right. But uh, they still won. Toronto, like I said last week, I'm pretty sure I said it last week, Toronto has a case of, the, the, the largest ever case of sucking in the playoffs. I don't know, like, I tried to make it like a, like a case of the, the, like a doctor thing, you know? Yeah. Like you got a case of the mm-hmm. somethings. But they just suck. Yeah. They're terrible in the playoffs. They can't win a game. And now they're going to fucking, they're probably going to go down 0-2 today. I, I, they're playing today right now. I'm going to check the score, but they, they suck in the playoffs. Austin Matthews almost tied it up real late in the game. Uh, I think it was Thursday. Um, but I don't know what, what happens with Toronto. Like, this is the, shout out to Johnny T. You guys, uh, that's a tough loss, Johnny T. Um, hometown kid gets a knee to the face in the playoffs. That's tough to lose a guy, especially in the first period. But, like, you you got to come back and win that game against Montreal, which is, I, I said Winnipeg was the worst team in the playoffs. It's probably Montreal. Montreal's Hold trash. Line was drafted in 2016? Yep. Damn, I did not know him and Matthews were in the same draft class. Oh, yeah. Because I was looking it up. I was like, I know there was somebody else that I remember from Matthews' draft class. Oh, Leafs are up 3-1. So they'll win a game. Yeah. And they'll probably end up winning it. I think they win 4-2. Yeah, I can see that. Fair enough. Uh, in the words of Dwight Schrute, that's a very realistic <laughs> timeline. Uh, I can but see I can you could have said... You could have said any number there. I could see him winning in like uh, four, three, seven games. Possibly, yes. <laughs> All right, um, done with the North. Fuck the North. You guys, they played a trash ass division. They they got to play some beat ass teams. Um, what I learned recently. This is this is off topic a little bit. I thought Ottawa was out towards Edmonton and Calgary, but it's fucking in between Montreal and Toronto. It's out east. Ottawa's in the east? Or is east, like, I meant like... East of Toronto? Yeah, it's like in eastern Canada. Yeah, it's it's right on the border with Quebec. Damn. I had no fucking clue. Also, so Ottawa, is... why, why is Ottawa the capital of Canada? I don't get it. All right, I don't so understand. Calgary and Edmonton are on the west. They're in Alberta. They're both in the same province. Yeah, Winnipeg is right in the middle in Manitoba. Yep. It's right above Minnesota. Yep. And then who are we missing? So Vancouver's out west. They're they're the Seattle of the West. Or the, oh, yeah. Okay, the so there's three out west, three out east, and one in the middle. Well, two out west. Oh yeah, three. Yeah, they had seven. Edmonton, they didn't have Calgary, eight. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver, and then you got Winnipeg in the middle, and then, and then you got Van- or, uh, Ottawa, which is weird. Ottawa, you got Montreal, and you got Toronto. Yeah. Um, crazy shit about Canada. Shout out to you guys. I mean, like. What the, f- no, what the not, fuck? No, not hey, not shout out. I don't think we have a single listener from Canada. I think that we got more listeners listeners in Ireland right and now. Germany and Germany than we do Canada. So not shout out Canada, eh? They're so nice though. They are not good people. Good people. But we're not shouting them good out. Good fishing up in Quebec. Yeah, good fishing all around. A lot of lakes. Oh yeah. Um, but we'll leave the north. We'll leave the north for now. Um, we're heading out west in in the contiguous forty eight. Um, the Abs. The, the what? Contiguous. That's what they call the 48 lower states because they're all connected. I thought it was the continental. Contiguous. 48. Really? 100%. 
You could also call it Continental. Yeah, okay. Then I've uh, then to be fair, Con- I yeah, Continental only heard is Continental. For Continental you. is for sure like a thing, but it's like the contiguous forty-eight states. Okay, I never heard that till now. Fair enough. You learn something new every day. I had to take. I was like, wait a minute, that's <laughs> not a thing. He, he's speaking different languages. Um, in the contiguous forty-eight. Out west, we got Abs up 3-0 on the Blues. Nobody expected the Blues to win a game in this series. The Abs are my favorite, and I think I said it last week. I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're too damn good. Nathan McKinnon, everyone gets on about McDavid. He's a great. He is the greatest player on the world right now at hockey. But I think McDavid doesn't get enough credit. Also, I think he's faster than McDavid. I know McDavid's won the fucking. Fastest, fastest, fastest skater at the All-Star competition. Well, not on Earth, but in yeah. the NHL. But let it be known. I think McDay, or, uh, Shop. McKinnon is faster than him. Every single highlight I've watched of McDavid. Or, fuck me. Fuck McDavid. McKinnon. McKinnon. Ooh, everything is just him sprinting down the ice and scoring a quick one on him. Blues had no chance. Yeah, I really thought this series was going to be more exciting with the fireworks that happened after game one. Between the Avs and the Blues, yeah. did you see that where there's kind of a fight? Yeah. Uh, That's just playoff hockey, though. But, like, what's his name? Goalie for uh, St. Louis? Uh, Bennington? Yeah, he was skating down. Like, yeah. there was a, I was like, all right, this is going to be, like, a chippy one. And yeah. 3-0, it's just not turning into anything. Uh, when you're the Blues and also the Preds and any team that really shouldn't have a chance, your goal is to get chippy. Your goal is to play hard, make some hard hits. Um, and, and get people riled up. Um, Blues tried to do that. It kind of worked in game one. It was a decent game. It, Blues had no chance. I think I think that's the end of the series for them. Yeah, it, they're not going to come back from 3-0, especially on a team like the Ads. Yeah, I don't think they win. I don't think they win at all. I don't think they win game four. Um, staying in the West, we got the Knights against Kaprizov. Kaprizov? Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Uh, it, it's Kaprizov in the wild. Um, they got that aging core uh, out there in Minnesota. Um, they don't really stand a chance. They won game one, which was exciting. Wait, they got as hell. the what? Huh? They got the what in Minnesota? What did I say? I have. That's what I'm asking. I have no idea. Agent. Oh, aging core. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the old guys. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I just I was like, what did he just mumble? Yeah, me, yeah, I mumbled it for sure. Um, but the Knights, uh, really, Kaprizov and what fucking Suter is that? Is that their team? Yeah, that's a buy. Suit, hey, shout out Suter for out still Suter. sniping. Yeah. yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, the, the Knights have no no competition really. Um, we're heading out east now. Last two playoff series. Boston and the Capitals. I thought this series was going to go down, go down to Game 7. It's not looking like it. Boston's just bullying them. I'm, I'm going to come out and make a statement here. So everybody dislikes Tom Wilson, correct? Yeah, I think it's it's well known. Probably the most disliked guy in the NHL. Yeah. And a lot of people dislike Brad Marchand too, correct, mm-hmm. for Boston? Everyone hates him except for Boston fans. I am going to say I dislike Marchand more than Tom Wilson. Okay. Only because I feel like Marchand gets away with doing the same stuff as Wilson. Like, I, Brad I, Marchand came out and, like, disavowed Tom Wilson for the hit against the Rangers at the end of the regular season. And then cross-checked somebody in the back of the neck 
two days later. Yeah. I, I, people, and nobody talked about people it. People hate Marshan for a reason. Um, but I feel like most of Marshan's antics, um, I think that's the fourth time I used the antics today. It's at least uh, the second. At least the third, I think. I think I used twice during LeBron. Um, but with him, I feel like not being as big of a guy, it doesn't like register like, hey, that was a huge hit. I don't know what it is, but people like... But you know what I'm saying? We're like, he gets away with doing oh, the same I, no, thing as Tom Wilson. I agree. I think that's why I dislike him more. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's the exact same thing as Tom Wilson does, but it's like, hey, you shouldn't be able to do that. Right. Let, let his antics be known. You yeah, know what let, I mean? him, let him be known. Let the antics be known. Brad Marchand is a shitty player. Is a, is a good player. Good, good player. Uh, chippy. Chippy. Chippy little guy. Um, but yeah. 3-1 against the Caps. I thought this game, like I said, it was gonna. I thought it was gonna go to seven. Um, this and the battle for Florida was supposed to be the talk of the town. It's three-one in both series. Um, I think the Caps are too old. Oshie's getting a little bit up there. Zdeno was supposed to come in and really and sure. He's, sure he's up. been old for like fifteen years. He's been, yeah, he's been old for forever. He's he's one of those Albert Pujols guys where I think he's older than he actually reports. Yeah. But um, it's going to come down to Game 5. I don't know if the Caps can can win Game 5. It's it's not looking great for them. They played some decent hockey. Uh, the first four games all went to overtime, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know for sure the first three did. I was going to say, at least the first three did. Yeah. Um, great series, but Boston's come, on top, come out on top a lot. Um, so it looks like Boston's advancing, and they're going to play the winner of the Islanders-Penguin series, which I think has actually been the best playoff series so far. They're tied 2-2. Two to two. Um, They're the only series that's 2-2 two to two right now or even tied. Um, and then best series, like, yeah, they're tied, whatever. But the hockey's been great. It's been exciting as shit. You've seen goals scored in the last minute when you got the goalie skating off the ice. You got six men in the, in the zone. Um... It's been unreal. Every second I look back at what the Pens and Islanders are doing, there's another goal scored. And it's not like they're scoring that many. It's just like I'm somehow tuning in at the right time. And it's like, oh, shit, something big just happened. Yeah, no, I agree. This has probably been the most exciting series to watch. But overall, I think it has been a phenomenal playoff so far. Yeah. Like, it's always, like, I always love the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. But it just feels like this year, like, every game's coming down to the wire more so. At least in recent memory. Maybe that's just recency bias. Maybe that's just, you know, maybe I'm paying more attention this year, whatever it is. But it does seem like this has been some of the best Stanley Cup opening round in a while. Yeah. You know what I thought about the other day? Back when, like, I was in middle school and, like, the start of high school, I used to root for the Rangers because, like, they would always be in the playoffs and I didn't know who to root for. Yeah. With fucking Zuccarello and shit. Mm -hmm. I like them. And... I don't know why I'm just mentioning it now, and also I don't know why I thought about it. But um, yeah, I from from the time that I actually started watching hockey like regularly, which was freshman year of college, this is the most exciting sh shit I've ever watched. But I mean, like, I the first I hate to say it, the first year I ever rooted for any team was Nashville. <clears throat> like rooted, rooted for a team was Nashville when they and they somehow made the Stanley Cup that year. Makes me kind of look like a bandwagon fan, but, like, hey. it's almost as exciting as that year right now, and it's only the fucking first round. Yeah, I, that's that's better than me, because, like, 
I don't think I'm a bandwagon fan for like in the Blackhawks, like the closest closest team. damn team to us, right? And like that's what my dad's a fan of. But I did start getting into hockey like '09. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's a tough luck, but yeah, yeah shit happens. Um, anything else as far as NHL? Oh, um, oh no, we can't we can't do further predictions because we did. Oh, no, we don't know who's winning. Yeah, we did first round last week. Um, I'm assuming next week most of these series will be done. Um, if not, they'll be like 3-0 and we'll figure it, or 3-1 and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, um, no more predictions for NHL. Next up, um, the the moment you've all been waiting for, Tebow, Tim Te- Tebow in the NFL. Only only NFL news that's ever happened like this whole entire week. Well, Tebow. Let me just start by saying this: What's funny about Tebow mania being back is like all of the media around it is just people talking about how like. Oh, why is Tebow being so hyped up? Like, everybody's saying, like, oh, it's so stupid. He's being hyped up. Nobody's really talking about it other than the people that are talking about why is it being talked about. Well, the thing about it, I get that 100%. But also, he's playing in Jacksonville. So, like, they never get any press. So, like, it makes sense. And, like, there's the Urban Meyer connection. Obviously, that's, like, that's the whole reason he's back. Okay, wait. Time out real quick. Um, You talk for a second. I'm sorry to your listeners, uh, to our listeners. Um, I had to take a piss real quick. I'll be back. But yeah, so obviously uh, Tim Tebow signed back, or not signed back, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the veteran minimum as a tight end. Obviously, they're not going to take him at quarterback. They just drafted Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but Urban Meyer wanted him back. It's definitely going to be interesting, to say, to say the least, about what happens. I'd be surprised if he makes the roster, although... If you're looking at you know teams in need of a true tight end, Jacksonville's definitely up there. So it's not like he's got to compete with like Kittle or Kelsey, knowingly not going to have a spot on the team or anything like that. But it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm excited to see you know how he can do. I know back when he was playing, kind of at the end of his like playing career, the first time around, there were teams that said you know we're interested in him as a tight end or as a fullback, running back. We're interested as him as more of a utility role than we are as him as a quarterback. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how he does now that he's actually going to be in that utility role and not just coming in as the quarterback. Um, I am back. Very good. I I relieved myself. Um, One thing, okay, I have two things I thought about. I was listening to you while you were talking about it. Um, One thing, first thing is, does Tebow not remind you of like a creative player? Like a quarter, it's it's when you first start your creative player, you're not very good. You can't throw the ball very well, but you're the quarterback. But you you kind of got to run because you can't throw the ball very well. He reminded me of that a lot in Denver. That's fair. That's actually a really good comparison. I like that a lot. Yeah, you just haven't got your stats up, so you're running yeah, you, and running the ball's fun. Yeah, you haven't you haven't done the 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 buy everything. Like you, you got to throw hundred bucks into the game to get all the cool yep, stuff. Yep, so you just run the ball. Yep. Um, second thing is this had to have been in the works for a while because Tebow showed up and it's a famous picture on Twitter. Now he's thick as fuck. And I don't know, I don't know like how many people, how many times you can say that about like dudes, but this is one of those times you're going to say Tebow's thick. Yeah, no, he's looking big and like he gave up his Emma or his baseball dreams a while ago. Now it wasn't that long ago, but like long enough that. Like, he would have lost the shape he was in yeah. or had to have started bulking. But also, the thing about the... Yeah, the, he had to have started bulking because 
when he was playing baseball, he looked like a baseball player. Like, he looked like normal size for a baseball player. He had to have, like, this has to be, that's why I say it has to be in the works, is because he had to have known that he was going to go back to football. That's why he bulked up. Had to be. Yeah, unless he just, like, got fat and nobody's put it together yet. But, yeah, no, he looks like he's ready to go block at the end on yeah. outside, even outside I, zone. Even I remember seeing him on, like, college game day or whatever. He shows up on sometimes on the on ESPN because ESPN loves him because he's a uh, real, I don't know what the word you want to call it is. Like, goody two-shoes? Yeah, they're dream analysts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even even watching him, like, the past couple years on showing up on ESPN randomly, um, seeing some things about his baseball career with the Mets, um, he's definitely put on some weight. I don't oh, know. yeah. I, I, and I'm assuming most of it is, is some muscle. It's He's been bulking, but I wouldn't be surprised if a couple, couple two, five, 15 pounds are fat. A couple jelly rolls snuck in oh, when yeah. he was training. But, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to see what he can do. Not sure how long it's going to last. But excited nonetheless. Kind of a weird move by Urban Meyer, though. Very weird. I like, saw... you're, you're trying to win over the team, and your first move as the coach is to push for your old college quarterback to come in in a, a different role. Yeah. It, I saw a meme the other day. Um, it was something like Trevor Lawrence gets drafted first overall. He's coming into a new team and everything. And then Urban Meyer with the bonk head, the yeah. hammer head, and he goes, Tebow. It was awesome. But, yeah, we'll see what Tebow does. I don't think he, he's going to be a th- probably third-string tight end. He'll get in on big passing downs and shit probably, but I don't expect much from him. I don't know about you if your expectations are high or not. Uh, no. no. No, not really. Anything we get is better than nothing because Tebow, like, you don't have to like Tebow for it to think it's absolutely hilarious to see him play tight end. Like, Everyone's going to get a good kick out of it, no matter how much you hate the dude. Oh, it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Like, I am very glad that Tim Tebow's back in the NFL, just for, like, content purposes. I never really thought about it, because, like, you know, you know, when there's somebody famous, and li- like Tim Tebow, his name comes in the full name. It's Tim Tebow. It's never Tim. It's never... I mean, you can say Tebow, I guess. Um, it's always baffling to me as far as like that dude's name is tim how many how many dudes you know named tim okay at least two right off the bat okay it's it's a decent amount well what i'm saying is tim's a weird name for a dude in the nfl i already got three okay name an nfl tim uh tim patrick fuck me Tim's a weird name. That's all i'm saying like i know tim's tim hasselbeck i haven't i know a lot of tim's but what i'm saying is it's weird if you were, like, on his team and you were his teammate and you said, hey, Tim, you want to play catch? Like, Tim. You no, know? Yeah, it's fair. I get that. All hey, right. Timbo. It didn't come out. Timbo, yeah. It didn't come out as well as I thought it was going to when I was thinking about it in my head. But, yeah, Tim's a weird name for the NFL. Let it be known. Next up and last up, we got our favorite segment of the week, NASCAR. Well, almost last. Almost Got last. a little surprise one at the yeah, end. Yeah, almost, yeah. Uh, all right, so last Sunday was the race at Dover. Alex Bowman won that. Uh, it was pretty much dominated by Kyle Larson. Bowman took over at the last stage on a pit stop and kind of went from there. I have a confession. Yep. I haven't watched the last three weeks. That's fair. Yeah. It hasn't been that great. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports finishes one, two, three, four. First time in a while a team owner's done that. It went Bowman, 
Uh, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron. So that was good for them. Hopefully this week's a little more interesting. They're going to a new track that NASCAR has never raced at before. Are we at Road America this week? No, Circuit of the Americas, a road course down in Austin. Austin, Austin. Mm -hmm. That thing's sick. I've seen videos of that It's going to be interesting because there's that one straightaway, not the front stretch, but there's that straightaway. They're going to be going like 185 and then have a 90-degree turn at the end. I'm pretty excited. They got that to see. big tower in the middle too. Yeah, that and there's sick. elevation change. Yeah, like the first corner on the you know on the front stretch is blind. You can't mm. see it till you get over it. I'm excited to see it. Um, got a little prop bet for you to hammer. Yep. Winning number or a number of the winning car over under twelve and a half. Hammer the under. Who we got? Chase Elliott has won like the last five road courses. That's a number nine for you folks. Uh, Ryan Blaney has been doing well at road courses. Oh, I thought he was 12. What is he? 12, yeah, but it's 12 Oh, and 12 and a half. half? Okay, 12. Uh, Denny Hamlin's always competitive everywhere he My goes. My boy, Phil's Denny. Guy. You got guys like Kevin Harvick, who's not the best road course racer, but again, competitive wherever he goes. Yep. Like, you lose out on Martin Truex Jr., number 19, which hurts, but I think under, uh, under, under 12, 12 and, and a half. half is the way to go. All right, I'm betting it tonight. Or, yeah, tonight. I'm just going to go. the bet. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. So yeah, that's NASCAR. Uh, also, talk. shout out to. I feel like more road courses are finally being like they are entered in because like for especially for the fan or for the fan like me that's not like huge into NASCAR like I watch a decent amount. Road courses <clears throat> are always so much fun for me because hey, you can say this to anybody in your entire family who never watches any sports. They don't just turn left. Mm-hmm. Like and the, and that's like the cop out. Like oh, everybody turns left. That's all you gotta do. They're fucking racing. They're always racing, but you can see it more when they're on the road course. Yeah, it kind of adds into that element of like, all right, if you don't like when they're just going around a mile and a half circle, check this out. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I love more road courses being in being being in the Cup Series. Um, I, I will be watching that for sure, especially because I'm going to be betting on it because of you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, last up, that was a quick NASCAR. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and yeah, that's fine. Um, last up, we got a special segment for you guys today. Um, it's going to be somewhat of a discussion, somewhat of a debate. Depends on where we fall on, on either side of the line. We're going best, worst, best slash worst, uh, unwritten rules in sports. This has been brought up because Yerman Mercedes uh, hit a bomb, a absolute bomb nuke missile off of a position player pitching in, in, a, a, in a 15 to four game white Sox versus the twins. I think it was, um, but fuck. First of all, fuck La Russa. Yeah. Tony La Russa sucks. He, first of all, you, if you don't know who Tony La Russa is, used to be the great uh, one. He's the greatest coach in the Cardinals history, uh, St. Louis Cardinals history. Um, but he came out and bashed his own player who hit the bomb because that's not how baseball works. There's unwritten rules. You don't swing at 3-0 counts in a in a 15 to 4 game. Fuck you. You hire a dude who's 78 plus years old to manage one of the youngest teams in baseball? What the fuck are you doing, White Sox? First of all. Second of all, Larusa, shut your trap. Nobody gives a shit about the unwritten rules anymore. I think I'm going to disagree with a lot of the unwritten rules nowadays is just because Sports are trending in a different way. It's not the way you saw it in 1950, but it's a f- more fun way. Like, I don't, I don't, 
I get where he's coming from because, like, that's the way he played baseball for the longest time. But baseball's changing. Everything's changing. All the sports are changing. Fuck the unwritten rules, most of them at least. See, I'll start with this one because I think I'll disagree on that. Now, baseball... Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. We're, go- we're going through a list of them. Right, but, like, I want to talk about this specific no, scenario. No, that's fine, yeah, that's fine. I disagree on that strictly because it was a position player. Baseball's weird because, like, in the NFL, a lot of the rules are based on, like, most sports, the unwritten rule is don't run up the score when the clock's running down. Yeah. Baseball's different because there's an unlimited amount of time. Yeah. Like, NFL, you know if you're up 30 with two minutes left, the team cannot physically come back from that. Baseball, you could score 100 runs in an inning and come back. Yeah. My thing about that, though, is when you put in a position player to pitch, I feel like that's kind of your, like, you're conceding defeat in that moment. Like, yeah, your hitters are still going to try, but you're just kind of coming out there and saying, like, hey, we don't want to get our pitchers tired in a game we know we're going to lose. Like, we're going to have other guys pitch to just get through this game with a loss. That's kind of my only thing about, like, going yard on a 3-0 count against a position player. I, I get that 100%, but um, I'm going to provide a very minuscule, like, look at things when they... <clears throat> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna provide to provide a big look at things for a very minuscule point in the season. Um, like, hey, hey, you're you're in Mercedes. You're on your first year of your deal with the White Sox, uh, of, the, of your major league deal, and you're trying to produce. Like, you're trying to... St- not that Yerman Mercedes is ever going to leave the league in the next two years because he's a great player. Um, but it's like, hey, I got to do my job too. I, ha- I I got hired, I got I got signed to do this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to swing the bat. I get the, the 3-0 count didn't really like, it wasn't a, for the old baseball fans, wasn't a great look that- swinging at 3-0. But also like, fuck. I'm at the plate. I'm not just going to fucking sit there. Like, your job is to hit the baseball. He hit it. He hit the baseball. Yeah, I guess my thing about that is, like, players sit on a 3-0 count all the time, but then you decide to not sit on it when you got, like, a first baseman well, throwing. he's throwing 45 miles an hour. Yeah. That was the slowest pitch I've ever seen in my entire life. Let it was. But most position players come in, they throw 60. That dude was throwing 45. And I'm not saying you just got to take the strikeouts to end the game. And I'm not saying it's bad if you hit a home run when you're up a bunch. Because, yeah, you, like at the end of the day, you're trying to hit. But to tee off on a 3-0 pitch against a position player. Yeah. But what what, what if he hits a single there? Is it is it just as bad? Like I he's, mean, theoretically, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Though it doesn't get talked about as I'm much. I'm sure he's trying to hit a home run there because he knows it's a 45-mile-an-hour right. pitch. But like, if he misses the if he misses the fucking sweet zone of the bat, like, and he hits a single, like, it's not going to get talked nearly as no, much. No, it wouldn't get talked about it. But in the argument of like staying consistent, theoretically, yeah, fair enough. Like you're trying to tee, even if you don't succeed, you're trying to tee off on a three zero pitch. Fair enough. I that just... that is probably the only, and it's only because it was a three zero. If he did it on a two one count, yeah. no problem with it. No, and the, the, I think I think the thing that pissed me off more than anything was the fact that Larusa Tony Larusa. I don't like your own I manager not having your back. And then know. and then says Tony Larusa comes out and says in the press conference, "Yeah, he's gonna have to deal with the punishment within the clubhouse." Fuck off! And and then we got we got people across the league backing up Mercedes because nobody thinks like Tony Tony Larusa does. Nobody does anymore. No, he's yeah. the oldest man in the fucking league. But yeah. Uh, We'll we'll move on to a, another another unwritten right. rule. 
unwritten rule number one from this is all according to the Chicago Tribune. Just listen. Shout out Chicago. Don't pimp your homer. No. Dom rule. That is a stupid. Every other sport you you can celebrate a good play, no consequences. Yeah. Remember when Tim Anderson threw his bat that a couple years ago and everyone and everybody flipped. freaked out. Fuck you, old people, baseball media. You guys are but it's the players shit. too. It's like the pitchers. Yeah. Like don't let it happen. That yeah. Don't if you don't want to get... celebrate when you get out of it. Like when yeah, you strike you, you out the side. And, yeah. Why can't batters or hitters uh, celebrate when they hit a home yeah, run? Yeah. Dumb rule. Next. That, that's an easy no. Fuck you. Uh, next we have don't shoot the puck toward a goalie after a whistle. I get fucking into so many fights on Chell because of this. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do, you can automatically get in a fight. Oh, they, yeah. They just put you in a fight right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the worst thing I've ever heard of, but like also like, I mean, why do it? I guess I, I'm still disagreeing with it because like, I mean, like who gives a shit if you shoot the puck at the goalie, but also like, I, I get why people get upset about it and I get why they put me in a fight in Chell because I shoot the puck after the whistle. Yeah, I kind of agree with this one just because, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, why, no, why you, like, it's one thing in basketball, like, the whistle blows and you just kind of do a floater because you're not throwing the basketball at somebody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm pretty much on the fence about that, uh, but I'll, I'll hop on the, the disagree side. Don't showboat in the waning seconds of a decided NBA game. Huh. So this one Show, is, showboat this is, one being like don't throw an oop. Oh, I I never really liked the oops, but like I I never really liked hard donks oops when there's nobody guarding you because you already won. Um, I'd say this is probably me on the side of yeah, well, you sh- you shouldn't really do that. I I would say I agree with that one. Now this one's more of a superstition than like a you know causes a stir. Don't touch the conference trophy in the NHL. 100% agree. Yep. You should never touch that fucking trophy. Ever. Say It's the same thing. Like, NH, like people talk about MLB being superstitious and, and all these sports. NHL should be, like, the top of the list. Fuck off if you're stepping on a logo in the locker room, like the middle carpet logo mm-hmm. in the locker room. You shouldn't touch the fucking trophy of the conference championship because there's no chance you're winning. There's no chance you're winning the cup. No chance if you yeah. touch that trophy. Take a, I, take I, a picture from afar. I, I'm pretty sure somebody from Tampa Bay touched it last year, but I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. But they, let it be known. There's no chance you win the championship. The, the Stanley Cup. Agreed. Bad. I mean, you know I mean? I'm not superstitious. I'm a little it's, suspicious. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's not like I said you're not going to win it. You're not going to win it, but also it's just like if you do end up winning it, it's still a bad look for you. Like, oh, you're the one dude who touched the conference yeah. championship trophy. All right, the next one refers back to baseball, like a lot of them. Uh, refers to base runners. Don't cross the pitcher's mound. It's like, let's say you're on yeah, first on foul him. ball, cycling back, don't cross the mound. I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't like one, like, I mean, like, I played baseball for, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. It never really st- stood out in my mind, like, hey, you shouldn't do that. But also, like, I, I it's just kind of like a... It's more of a sign of respect thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially like, I guess, you know, not that you, this would be kind of weird. It, if you do it on the back of it, wouldn't really have a problem with it. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. But like the front of it's kind of where like both pitchers are working out of. Like that's where they're doing their thing. Like just don't walk through that. Just go around it. Yeah, 100%. I agree. 
the next one is accepting defeat. So this one's looking at football, uh, mostly around knee uh, when the team's taking a knee and the defense is just teeing off on them. I I really thought I wasn't wasn't gonna agree with a lot of these, but I agree with that a hundred percent. You shouldn't do that. I hate when you're down fucking six points or something. They're in your they're on your thirty five yard line and they're taking a knee. What are you fucking doing trying to rush the fucking quarterback right there? I don't when when the two D tack they got two D tackles all the time going up for that fucking knee and I'm like put in your bums. Who gives a shit? You're not going to win the game. Well, and the thing is is you can't interfere with the snap. It's yeah. not like you can swipe it away, yep. which means as soon as the ball gets there, he's taking a knee and it's over. It, like, if anything, you should just fall on the ground. So if the ball falls, you're ready for it. Yeah. Shout Drilling out. the guards ain't going to do anything. Huge shout-out to uh, Tim Boyle because his ass, I think we talked about this maybe on the podcast before, um, last year, or the last couple years, actually. Whenever Tim Boyle came out for a, a kneel, he would, like, step up a yard so he wouldn't lose any rushing yards. That was awesome. I can see why people got pissed about that, but it was funny as shit to watch. But you shouldn't do that. You, I 100%... Agree with that. All right, the next one, don't steal with a big lead in basketball or baseball, I guess. I haven't read which one they're talking to. In basketball, eh, I disagree. In baseball, uh, I agree. Basketball, I think it depends on the – I think it's pretty scenario-driven. Yeah. Like if you're up 20 and they're not even really pushing the pace, don't steal. In baseball, if you're up 9 and you steal – Kind of an asshole move. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be like the fucking old stickler. But like, what is another base gonna gain you? Like, eh, fuck it. I say no to that. No to baseball. Yes to. Oh wait, yes to baseball. No to NBA. Uh, yeah, for me, basketball. I think it's pretty. It's got. It's really just about the situation. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Don't talk to another player's golf ball. So if uh, Brooks Kepka, we didn't talk about the PGA Championship. All right, quick segment. Phil Mickelson is playing awesome right now. Somehow they're battling the wind out there in Kiowa Island, out there in South Carolina. Um, I watched a, uh, a a YouTube video about some dude, just an amateur player uh, named Eric Anders Lee, um, trying to play that course and break 90. Um, within the first three holes, he realized, hey, I can't break 90 for to save my life. Like, if my life was on the line, I couldn't break it. The wind is ridiculous. The greens are fast as shit. There's a 220-yard par 3. Uh, it's number 17 out there at Kiowa with water all along the right side. I don't know how anybody doesn't just shank it into the water. It's the most menacing tee shot I've ever seen in my entire life. Mickelson playing great. He dropped his lead today. I think he's sitting right around. Uh, he's, he's still in first, I think. I, I think I, he's one ahead of Kepka. Yeah, he, he, but Brooks is coming up. Blake of the year candidate. Um but yeah, that course is insane. I am rooting for the course so bad. I there, I was hoping nobody would be under par, but they are because they're PGA pros. Always, but always rooting for the course. Depends on the course, though. Honestly, well, I don't. Nicholson root. is seven under. Kepka is six under. Louise Ustuzen, Ustazen, 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 Ustazen. Ustazen is five under. Shout out to South Africa. They got two in the top five. Yeah, they were. T- and then where is uh, where's my guy? Uh, this isn't good. Which one's like, your guy? 
Victor Hovland. Oh, Hovland started out Hovland. hot. Hovland. Hovland started out hot. He had not great second round. I think he's not. I like, I like the Norwegian in him. Yeah, I do too. But I hate that he went to Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State sucks. I don't care what you play. They suck. That's fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's our quick PGA wrap-up. We'll see what happens on the weekend. Obviously, we'll get back to you next week um, with with the winner and obviously everything that goes down on Saturday, Sunday. But right. we're still this. Well, Saturday's over. Oh, yeah, shit. We'll, we'll talk about thought, how it ends. thought today was Friday. Nope. <laughs> that's All right. funny. So, uh, like we said, don't talk to another player's ball. We'll do one more after this. So, if uh, Kepka and Mickelson are paired together, well, I guess they will be paired together tomorrow. Yeah. Mickelson hits a shot. It is an unwritten rule that Kepka shouldn't say anything like, you know, get legs or stick or basically – don't shout any encouragement yeah. to the other players. This ball. is this is situational for me. I would say mostly agree because the only person talking to the ball should be the player that actually hit the shot. I get the, the fans. I get the caddy. Yeah, the fans are always a part of it. Um, I agree mostly, but like if you if you're uh, it's completely situational. If you hit a good shot and you know it's good, and you're and you're playing partners like oh yeah be right be the right number like be great like you're 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 golden i get that like and that's that's more of like a either a practice round situation or like par three contest at august on on wednesday whatever it is i know they, they do the caddies and shit too um but yeah no I, I i mostly agree with that because like that ain't your ball don't fucking talk about it yeah i agree with this one mostly on the standpoint of because i've never like played golf Definitely never played a competitive You league. rode in a couple carts, though. Oh, I drive a mean cart on the course. <laughs> Do a couple drifts on yep. a beaten rough or whatever yep. in the, in, when you get a nice rain going. Oh, yeah. I say I agree with it strictly from the standpoint of it would drive me insane because I'd be like, you don't actually want that to happen. Yeah, no, 100%. I'd be like, you actually, like, you're hoping that doesn't happen because we're competing right now. Yeah, you're saying that shit sarcastically. The last unwritten rule, plenty we could talk about. We could talk about. Talk about, you know, coming when it comes to hitting batters or, you know, whatever, running yeah. up the score in any sport. The last one we are going to talk about, bunting to break up a no-hitter. All right, so I think we've talked about, what, six or seven of these, and mm-hmm. I've agreed with probably four of them so far. Mm-hmm. Um, had no idea I thought so strongly about uh, about yes to these things, accepting these things. 100%. If you bunt to break up a no-hitter, you are the worst person on the planet. 100%. Fuck you. Listen, bunts are supposed to be a sacrifice. Like, hey, you getting out, but we get to move our runners. There's no runners and no-hitters. Oh, there's runners and no-hitters. But what I'm saying is, fuck off if you're doing that shit. Because nobody... Like, I've never met anybody who's like, thought, oh yeah, let's get hit with a bunt when they got a no-hitter going. Yeah, again, there's maybe one scenario if it's like a deep postseason push. If it's 0-0 in the postseason, sure, I get that. Or like one nothing, and you're trying to get guys on in the postseason. Yeah. Or like your team, you know, it's like a postseason race type thing. But like from April to early August or even late August. Probably late August. Yeah, late August. First week of September even, fuck it. No reason you should be buttoned to try to break up a no-hitter. But also... No hitters are a thing of the past. It's only perfect games now. Let it be known. 
Yeah. All right. All right. No, you can buy bunt to break up a no. Yeah. Hitter. We yeah. Don't and care. no, we're, we're flipping we don't side. Care. We're flipping perfect side. Perfect game. Fucking no hitter. If you're on a perfect game and you bunt, fuck you. Yeah. Because then also you're increasing the error chance. Hard play. Also, there's no possibility of a person being on base if it's a perfect game instead of a no hitter. Yeah. Because no hitter, you could you could get on with a walk, mm-hmm. steal second, or an error. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, and you could be at third at some point with a no hitter still going. You can give up. Well, I guess it wouldn't be an earned run, but you can lose a game as a starting pitcher and throw a no hitter. It, it could be an earned run. Walk, steal, steal, bunt. Yeah, I guess that would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But okay, okay. How about this? Walk, steal, steal, error. That's by the catcher. Still technically an earned run. But wouldn't it be unearned because it was on an error? No, but it's earned because you were the one that let him get on base. All right. Drop third strike, throwing error by the catcher. Then it's unearned. Yeah, all right. Then the steal, only, steal, punt. It's unearned because you weren't the one yeah, to let him get right, on. Right, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, that's it. That's all we got. Look at that. I agreed to most of those, and I had no idea I was going to do that. I thought I was going to go 0 for 7, all disagrees. Phil, learning something about himself today. I think that's the main good story. For Phil. Yeah, good for Phil. Also, um, let it be known. I just wanted to say that one more time in case you're playing the fe- the friendly drinking game. Uh, that's probably like eight or nine, eight or nine drinks out of out of the yeah, whole episode. At least, at yeah. least. But from now on, if you're playing, if you're listening to this episode and you're listening to the ones after this episode, that's a new drinking game. Play with your friends. Why not? Yeah. I'll. I'll the problem, the problem with it is, is I keep on thinking right before I say "let it be known." I keep on thinking, "Ah, I said that way too many times." Like the second you made the new drinking game, I was like, "Censor yourself, Phil." I thought about doing it after, like, at the end of the episode, being like, "Hey, mm-hmm. go back and take a drink for every time he said it." But I was like, "Eh, I'll, I'll call him out on it mid episode." Yeah. yeah. No, and, and even like, you could like play this at like one point two five speed or one point five speed and just. Play a 30-minute drinking game about Phil saying, let it be known. Mm-hmm. Another one. Ten. There you go. You guys are drunk right now. If you're playing the drinking game, that was episode 47 of Catching a Buzz. I think we covered like pretty much everything. Yeah, no UFC. No UFC. But No I mean, college sports. Yeah, college, we need college sports back bad. Yeah. But that's the end of the episode. Um, we're hope we're hoping for more uh, more NFL talk next week. Who knows? I mean, it was just Tebow this week. We got some good NHL talk. We'll we'll do predictions of the next the second round of of the Stanley Cup playoffs, as well as oh, we didn't do NBA predictions, but who gives a shit? Yeah, go Bucks, Bucks and six Brewers. Turn your shit around. Um, what are the Badgers? What other Wisconsin sports we got? Uh, Packers uh, yeah. keep Rogers happy. God damn it! Please keep Rogers. Badgers happy. hope spring ball wrapped up well. Yeah, big season. Yeah, Badger basketball. I think we got some transfers that we've talked about. We just so. signed a new assistant coach too. Um, we're not going to talk about that right now. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Tell your grandma to listen. Tell your dog to listen when he when you leave the house. Leave it on for the dog. Um, that's all for today. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Wow. <laughs>